covering all aspects of Milwaukee Brewers baseball. It's time for Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Here is your host, Matt Pauley. Hello and welcome into the first edition of Brewers Extra Innings of the podcast. My name is Matt Pauley. Uh, you hear me uh, doing Brewers post-game shows on WTMJ, Brewers Extra Innings, I guess the non-podcast, the show uh, after Brewers games on WTMJ and host Brewers Weekly each week, and I'm very happy to be able to uh, bring this new endeavor to you, the uh, Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. So uh, just as we start up episode number one, a little housekeeping before we uh, really get into things, I'll come your way every week. Uh, Hopefully you'll subscribe uh, via iTunes or however else you happen to uh, subscribe to podcasts. We'll have a new episode uh, each and every week, and uh, we'll do a lot of different things. It's kind of an opportunity to get a little bit more in depth on brewers related news we'll do a lot with the minor leagues we'll do a lot with the prospects we'll hear from uh from individuals who cover the team and also individuals who uh do blogs and podcasts there's a lot of folks out there who are very very smart when it comes to uh baseball and specifically the brewers and we're going to try to put a spotlight on them as well uh we'll always wrap up the week that was in news and in games and signings and whatever else it might be and that's kind of the idea of the podcast so uh, on the show this week, we've got a number of things to get to. We'll have our headlines of the week coming up here in uh, just a few moments. A number of moves being made by the club as uh, they continue to put together their roster, both from a 40-man standpoint and from a minor league uh, standpoint. So we'll get to that coming up uh, later on in the program. We'll have our first social media roundtable. And what we're going to do every week is we're going to invite uh, various uh, bloggers and podcasters from, uh, from the web to uh, come join us and uh, we'll get their take on everything going on uh, with the Brewers. We're going to start off this week with one of uh, my absolute favorite people, Adam Rigg from the Brewer Nation, is going to uh, join us on the social media roundtable, so that's going to be coming up here in just a while. Each week we'll go down on the farm. That might mean that we uh, welcome in uh, somebody, uh, whether it's a player, whether it's a broadcaster, or whether it's just me talking about what's going on. Uh, This week uh, we're going to look at the uh, MLB Pipeline Top 100 Prospects. That was just just recently listed, and we spend so much time talking about uh, this rebuild and the future of the Brewers. Well, how did they do, according to Major League Baseball, specifically MLBPipeline.com, as they list their top 100 prospects in Major League Baseball? We'll go through uh, that list for you. And also, is there a possibility that... Uh, the Brewers might start buying some of their minor league affiliates. That's something that's pretty normal throughout baseball. A lot of baseball teams uh, go out and and uh, buy their own franchises, or at least uh, you know purchase the franchises that they're located in, and that gives them full control of what's going on. And there's been some rumblings. The Brewers are one of the teams out there that don't any, own any of their uh, full season minor league affiliates. That might change, and we'll touch on that coming up uh, later on in the program as well. So it's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. It doesn't matter if it's right in the middle of the summer or winter. There's always news about the Brewers. Let's look back at the week that was with Matt's headlines of the week. The Brewers have been busy on the waiver wire and uh, their most recent pickup could turn into an interesting guy going forward. We'll see what happens, and nothing is ever uh, absolutely guaranteed. But this past week, uh, the Brewers picked up off waivers from the Indians the reigning AAA king in Jesus Aguilar. He hit 30 home runs this past year in the International League. Now, uh, that's notable. 
because there's two AAA leagues. There's the International League and the Pacific Coast League. The Brewers have their AAA affiliate in Colorado Springs. That's in the Pacific Coast League, and that is a league that is much more offensive. You see uh, very good offensive numbers in the PCL. You see very good pitching numbers in the International League. So uh, this guy, Aguilar, he hits 30 home runs. Two guys in the PCL also hit 30 home runs. So uh, three AAA players tied for the AAA lead in home runs with 30. But I can tell you, 30 home runs in the International League, it is much, much, much more impressive than 30 home runs in the Pacific Coast League. So we'll see how this uh, works out. Now, in in order to make this move, they had to uh, place on waivers Are Adrianza, who had just been picked up uh, literally a few days earlier. Middle infielder has some big league time with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, the Brewers really hoped that they could sneak him through waivers, that they claim him, and then maybe sneak him through and get him into uh, get him into the organization, but not on the 40-man roster to provide some extra depth up the middle. Uh, that doesn't look like it's going to happen as uh, the Minnesota Twins have now claimed him, so he is out of the organization. Uh, Rob Scahill was also uh, designated for assignment, and he cleared waivers. He has been uh, outrighted to AAA Colorado Springs, but he is going to join the Brewers in big league camp as a non-roster invitee. He was a waiver claim last year, if you remember, uh, from the Pirates. He really did a nice job. He made 16 appearances over the final couple months for the Brewers, posted a 2.45 ERA, wasn't put in huge leverage situations. Uh, had a couple outings that were not especially good, but a 2.45 ERA is a 2.45 ERA, and uh, and you have to appreciate that. So th- those are kind of the moves of the week. The big one is Aguilar. We'll see what he does. He's a guy who uh, could provide some pop off the bench, uh, maybe a right-handed backup at first base because Eric Thames is a left-handed bat. Whatever it might be, uh, he's got power. And with the Brewers losing Chris Carter, uh, they might need a little bit extra pop. You still don't know what Eric Thames is going to do. You don't know what Travis Shaw is going to do. There could be a need for power on this team, and uh, Aguilar might be able to uh, might be able to provide that. You know, speaking of Carter, by the way, there was a report this past week he may end up signing in Japan. And, and look, that just shows you how much baseball has changed with the advanced metrics and the advanced numbers. It's no longer just the baseball card numbers that baseball executives are looking at. And when I say baseball card numbers, I'm talking batting average, I'm talking home runs, and I'm talking RBIs. Here's a guy, Chris Carter, who hit 40 home runs last year for the Brewers, who led the National League in home runs, and he cannot find a job. And even more so, uh, right before he was let go by the Brewers, he could have been traded to anybody for anything, and nobody was interested. Absolutely, you know the fact that he has sat out there uh, as a free agent for so long shows that uh, there's been very little interest in Chris Carter, and there was very little interest in him uh, from other teams uh, when uh, when the Brewers decided to let him go because they didn't want to pay him probably ten million dollars this upcoming season in arbitration number, uh, probably in the in the area of ten million dollars. Speaking of arbitration, multiple media reports, including uh, MLB.com and the Journal Sentinel, saying that it looks as if the Brewers are going to go to arbitration with Chase Anderson. There's about a $400,000 difference between what Anderson wants to get paid and what the Brewers want to pay him. So there is a hearing scheduled, and uh, that's going to come up uh, on February 14th. So we'll see how uh, that all works out. Those are this week's Headlines of the Week. 
after every Brewers game, signing an announcement. Bloggers and podcasters hit the web to give their take. Now we bring them all together. It's the Social Media Roundtable, and it starts now. The inaugural episode, episode number one of Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast continues on. My name is Matt Pauly. Thanks so much for sticking with us here in the uh, inaugural program. And Each week we're going to check in with various uh, bloggers and podcasters from around the web. And this week, uh, very happy to welcome in, he's the head man, the grand poombah, whatever you want to say, over at uh, the Brewer Nation. You can follow him on Twitter, at Brewer Nation. You can head to the website, thebrewernation.com. Adam Rigg joins us. Adam, thanks so much for taking some time with us today. How are you doing? Matt, I'm doing fine. Uh, as sad as I am that Packers come to a close, it's just one day closer to opening day, and that's really what I look forward to every winter. It absolutely is, and I want to spend some time talking to you about uh, about this off season. Uh, what kind of grade would you give the Brewers so far? There's still time left, but so far, how would you uh, how do you assess the way the off season season has gone for the club? Uh, I really hate to go towards incomplete, you know, which you can get in college if you don't turn in all of your assignments or maybe take your exams. But there's, and, and I'll, I'll get around to a grade, I think, but there's so much of this off season that you don't know how to grade it, I think, at least I don't, until you, know, you start seeing results on the field. Um, they jettisoned Chris Starter, who tied for the National League lead in home runs last year at 41, uh, for Eric Thames, who's coming back from Korea, uh, three incredibly productive seasons in Korea, but seasons in Korea nonetheless, and you have to wait and see how that's going to be. So it could be a good move. Thames is younger. He's very good, much better base runner, um, and he's comparable. You know, not 41 home. They're hoping, you know, steamer projections and whatnot. They have him in the upper 20s, lower 30s range of home runs these different projection systems. So if you can be there, then that obviously improves the grade when you look at it correctly. Um, between that, some of the non-decision decisions um, regarding the extra, seemingly extra starting pitching that they might have, that they could move in a trade still. I mean, we are sitting here late January and there's still time, obviously, before opening day, although not too much tends to happen once camp opens up front so you're kind of looking at all that stuff put together um and it makes you wonder something i think that it's more of a more directly impactful the decision to go with jonathan vr full-time at second base the trade of tyler thornburg was arbitration eligible this winter and not wanting to pay for that kind of you know contract situation you know team control situation and really maximizing the return on that asset, the closer asset that has become so valuable in baseball right now for some reason. Um, making that trade for Travis Shaw. Immediately back to third base now that Jonathan Villar is not playing third base, which really wasn't very good defensively, let's be honest, last So that's, I think, more of a, a direct impact on the grade right now. So I guess without knowing uh, what it's all going to turn into, right? Uh, I think for now, I'll say a solid B with uh, room for proven. Maybe uh, David Stearns can petition me later to change his grade. 
there's a number of acquisitions, but the guys who are coming in are going to have the higher profile type positions. Shaw at third, um, Feliz is the closer, Tames over at, at first base. Which one of those guys would, do you think is going to maybe have the biggest season for the club? Well, I think it's a good question. I, I would say that Eric Thames has the highest ceiling uh, for biggest impact because he really is somewhat of an unknown commodity at this point. So we really don't know what we're going to get. Uh, translating his numbers is an exact science. So until he sees the what are the improvements he made in Korea, see how much they impact his major league game, we just really don't know. That said, all the people coming in, yeah, well, let's it first. I think Travis Shaw will have a nice season at Miller Park. I think he's going to see a power increase with a different stadium. Um, I think he'll do well here. But I think that I'll go with Natalie Feliz because if the Brewers showed you nothing last year in 2016, they showed you that they are going to be competitive in a lot more games that they ultimately are losing than we necessarily expected going into last year. So I think Feliz could really have an impact at the back end of the bullpen because he seemed to have regained his form by the end of last year, and I think Brewers will provide him ample opportunities to close, and though I think that will ultimately mean he will be here the whole season, I think that between the production that he'll have for the July 31st trade deadline and what he may bring back in terms of you know trade assets coming back to the Brewers, I think he could have the, the biggest impact. Well, we could continue this conversation for hours and hours, and hopefully we get that opportunity uh, in future episodes. But, Adam, when we uh, when we decided to do the social media roundtable, I knew that you had to be uh, the first uh, blogger to come on. Can you talk to me a little bit and talk to the listeners just a bit about what you guys have going on um, at the Brewer Nation? I do appreciate that, Matt. Yeah, this was a great idea, um, and I'm happy to be a part of it and very happy to be the first guest uh, I put a lot of time and effort into growing the Brewer Nation from uh, just a blog idea back in January of 2006 when we had to pay for the right to have it um, into social media, uh, Twitter and Facebook and the whole thing. That wasn't a part of it when we started. It was just writing. Um, so, you know, it's it's been a labor of love over the last, uh, I guess it's been over a decade now. So um, I'm very happy it's, it's taken me to, to the places where it has. But um, right now, going into the season, what we do there. Actually, the I, I was use the we. What I do there is uh, I count down to opening day by way of uh, Brewers roster numbers. That's what I call the Brewers by the jersey numbers as opposed to just by the numbers. So, you know, when we get to, for example, eight days left until opening day, you'll see a new blog post about Ryan Braun on the site at thebrewernation.com. So it's a fun way to both review what happened in the last season and preview the upcoming season and maybe introduce readers to uh, the players that they don't know, guys like Eric Daniels, guys like Ness Tyler Solis, uh, you know, players they may not have seen other places, and some of the other, you know, the new minor leaguers that are just got added to the 40-man roster, you know, Josh, Josh Hader, Brestville, so I'll have profiles on the blog over the next couple of months. Great stuff. Appreciate it. And uh, you are going to be a normal, you know, a regular fixture here on the program, so look forward to having you on again soon. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. The future of the Brewers organization has never been more important than it is right now. It's time to get an inside look at what's taking place throughout the Brewers minor league affiliates as we go down on the farm. 
We are starting down the home stretch of the episode number one, the first ever Brewers X Journey to the Podcast. My name is Matt Pauley. I hope you follow me on Twitter at Matt Pauley Radio, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y Radio. We can always keep the Brewers discussion going strong on Twitter. And uh, if you ever want to drop me an email, feel free to do so, matt.pauley at wtmj.com. MLBpipeline.com. And it's really them and Baseball America that both do a great job putting together the prospect list. Uh, They just released their top 100 prospects in all of baseball. And and the Brewers continue to be uh, very well represented on that list. And that is something uh, that the Brewers have done a spectacular job on acquiring talent since uh, David Stearns has taken over. And really it started at the end of the Doug Melvin era. Melvin made some trades at uh, at the end of his run, which brought in some talent, whether it was a Zach Davies or a Domingo Santana, but it's really gone into high gear since uh, David Stearns has been around. So uh, this week as we go down on the farm, and, and you know, some weeks we're going to have interviews, we're going to hope to be joined by uh, the team broadcasters from all the Brewers minor league affiliates on a very normal basis. Maybe we'll get some of the minor leaguers uh, on the program on occasion. But this week we wanted to go through the uh, top 100 prospects and the Brewers representation on there. And no surprise here, it, they are led by Lewis Brinson who is now ranked the 18th best prospect in all of baseball. And in terms of outfielders, MLB Pipeline has him ranked as the fifth best outfield prospect in all of baseball. And he's one of the guys who came over uh, last year in the Jonathan Lucroy deal. He's going to make his big league debut in all likelihood at some point over the course of uh, of this next season. I wouldn't expect him to break camp. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think you, you play with the Super 2 stuff where you possibly uh, leave him down in the minor leagues for a month or so. Maybe even more than that, depending on how he does. You know, Remember, when he was traded over, he was playing double-A ball in the Rangers organization and then came over and got put at triple-A and put up big numbers immediately. But he's somebody who will probably start the season at triple-A Colorado Springs and will come up eventually. The number 30 prospect in all of baseball, another brewer, and Corey Ray. And uh, this is a guy who was drafted this past year and is already really showing up as someone who's on the uh, top of these lists. And you look what he did last year. He was really... um, He was the one draftee last year uh, that was advanced a little bit quicker than anybody else. He started at uh, Brevard County, which is high A, hit two forty seven there. He joined Wisconsin uh, for their playoff run late, uh, but just somebody who, a college guy, a guy that I I think there's a chance that he touches double A at some point uh, this year. I think there's a really good chance that he touches double A. And Look, it's not out of the realm of possibility that this guy makes his big league debut at some point in 2018. So it's going to be fun to see him. Uh, Josh Hader is another guy who's going to make his big league debut at some point this year. Number 38 overall on this list, but he is the top-ranked left-handed pitching prospect in uh, all of baseball. And there's been a lot of people talking about Josh Hader here uh, recently, and he's somebody who's going to be pushing for a spot in the starting rotation. He's going to be in that competition in spring training. I would say the same thing about him that I said about Lewis Brinson a moment ago. I expect him to start the season at AAA in Colorado Springs uh, 
if for no other reason, to try to get an extra year of club control using the Super 2 stuff. Uh, but Josh Hader is uh, number 38 overall on the top 100 list. And then uh, 62 and 65, respectively, a couple guys who are a little bit uh, lower in the, um, in the minor league systems in uh, right-hand pitcher Luis Ortiz and infielder Asan Diaz. Diaz this past year was at uh, Wisconsin. And everything I heard about him and what he did there uh, was really spectacular. This past year, he ended up uh, hitting uh, 264, 20 home runs, 75 RBIs, Good defensive infielder, has some pop on his bat. Going to be fun to see what he can do uh, going forward. And then in terms of uh, Luis Ortiz last year, uh, got as high as uh, AA Biloxi, 2-2, 1.93 ERA. And uh, look, he's a guy that he had some forearm tightness when he was in high school. That... um, that dropped him a bit in the draft. He ended up being picked with the 30th pick in the draft. He's another guy that came over uh, from the Texas Rangers. So, again, the Brewers, you, you want to talk about the future and you want to talk about the guys who are going to be in the minor leagues this upcoming season that there's a lot of optimism about, that is certainly the list of guys. That is going to do it for episode number one of Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Do you want to say thank you to uh, Adam Rigg from the Brewer Nation for being our guest this week? Uh, Feel free to, uh, again, follow me on Twitter. Tweet what you uh, think about the program or email me. You can tweet me at uh, Matt Pauly Radio or drop me an email, matt.pauly at wtmj.com. That's M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y. We will be uh, putting out a new episode of the program every single week, 52 weeks a year. This is going to be a full-year project here and an opportunity. You know, we do Brewers Weekly on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 on WTMJ. Uh, but this is going to be an opportunity to go a little bit more inside on some stuff, uh, more on the minor league system, the prospects, and, and things like that, and, and get some other folks uh, on the program as well who we really want to spotlight. So thanks so much for being tuned in today for the inaugural edition of Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. We'll be back with you with another edition coming up uh, next week. Uh, and uh, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. You can do so uh, on iTunes, wherever else you might listen to a uh, podcast, and we'll keep you updated with what's going on in the program uh, on social media uh, at my Twitter account, at Matt Pauly Radio. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to Brewers Extra Innings, the podcast. Matt will be back next week with another episode. For all the latest Brewers news, keep listening to a home of the Brewers. News Radio 620 WTMJ.